0: Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to the 4th Quarter Lights podcast. It is Thursday, November 5th. We are two days away from Georgia taking on Missouri at home in Athens, Georgia, as 38 or 39 point favorites. Massive spread in that game. But that is not the reason for this episode. The reason for this episode is is part two of Where is JT Daniels? Now you may be asking yourself, where is part one? Well, if you head on over to my YouTube channel, Fourth Quarter Lights, scroll down a little bit to last season, you will see Where is JT Daniels? Part one. Because that's what we were living through last year. We were told that JT Daniels was medically cleared to play, but that he didn't give us the best chance to win. Stetson Bennett and Dewan Mathis gave us the best chance to win last year. Well, that ended up costing UGA two games, didn't go to the SEC championship game, didn't go to the college football playoff, none of that. Um, And it's the same scenario this year, other than the fact that it hasn't cost UGA a game yet. Yet being the key word there. So where is JT Daniels? Because we were told all last week that the injury is no longer a concern. He has no pain when he's throwing. He's cleared to play. And we were also told that we would see both quarterbacks play last week. For whatever reason, in a 34-7 blowout that was 24-0 at halftime, we still didn't see JT Daniels. Why is that? There's a couple theories. JT Daniels is not healthy. He's not 100%. He may be cleared to play, but not 100%. And with the game in hand, Kirby Smart and that staff didn't want to risk a re-injury. Makes sense if that's the case. Come out and say that. But they they didn't. You know, and, and Stetson played the entire game. He played terrible. And I I defended Stetson Bennett in my prediction video that I released on my YouTube channel before the game. I predicted UGA would win 30, 38-17. I thought Florida was going to be able to score on us, but shut down Anthony Richardson. But I was giving Stetson Bennett praise in saying how he was, you know, he was getting the job done. He was doing everything that was asked of him and and that was expected of him, Uh, but but that was not the case on Saturday. I mean, and it was really his first bad game of the season, Uh, but Stetson Bennett just did not look good throwing the ball. Um, You know, he had two bad interceptions. I mean, he just, he threw up prayers into double coverage and the receiver didn't have a chance. I mean, he was overthrowing wide receivers by five, six yards. He was underthrowing by five, six yards. I've heard wind was a factor. I don't I don't know. I, I wasn't there at the game. Um, but it just, it did not look good. I mean, yes, Stetson had a, he had a good 20-yard uh, run where he ran away from uh, Bretton Cox, which was laughable. Bretton Cox gave up midway through that play. Stetson weaved through a couple defenders, ran for the first down, but I mean outside of that play, Stetson Bennett, he wasn't like, he wasn't super mobile, I mean he had, outside of that one run that he had, I mean he had five carries for 15 yards, I mean now that includes sack yards and everything else, but he wasn't super mobile, I mean he wasn't escaping pressure and you know picking up first downs with his legs and um, you know making throws on the run i mean it just it just was not a good game from stetson bennett and how how we are 10 weeks into the season and now several weeks deep into this QB controversy there are still fans and there's still people out there that would rather have stetson bennett at quarterback over jT daniels and it just does not make sense. It blows my mind how you could watch both of these quarterbacks play and you come to the conclusion that Stetson Bennett is the better quarterback? In what regard? How? Because, because he can run a 4 6 Because he can scramble every now and again and, and maybe get you out of a you know, out of a third and four, and pick up a first down. You know, it, the 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 football IQ is is not as high for Stetson Bennett as it is for J T Daniels. That that's not a secret. That that's just I mean that's obvious. Um, he doesn't you know he doesn't go through his his checks and progressions the way that that J T Daniels does. He doesn't see the entire field. The way that JT Daniels does. He can't change the play at the line of scrimmage when he sees how the defense is lined up and, and make those adjustments. He just doesn't do that. And you can't call that experience because at this point, Stetson Bennett has played just as many games as JT Daniels. If not, I mean, he's he's played more if you include Juco. So I, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around it. JT Daniels is the better quarterback JT Daniels has the stronger arm he's got more velocity on his throws he can make the throws to the opposite hash he can make those uh, you know 15 20 yard out route throws to the sidelines he can make the back shoulder throws uh, you know every every throw that Stetson Bennett makes JT makes better and that's simple. The only leg up, pun intended, that Stetson Bennett has over JT Daniels is his legs. That's it. So, I've heard from multiple different people, websites, podcasts, that this is the week where we are going to find out what is going to happen with... JT Daniels for the rest of the season. It all comes down to this game at Missouri. I don't know if that's 100% true, but other people have said that that are very credible, that are close to the program, that know a lot more about this situation than I do. And multiple people have said, if Stetson Bennett starts on Saturday and he plays the entire game, then that's it. Kirby and Todd Munkin have decided that Stetson Bennett is the QB1 moving forward and he is going to remain QB1 for the remainder of the season, barring injury, barring UGA's down 14, 20 points, and they have to bring JT in, something along those lines. But if if Stetson Bennett starts on Saturday and he plays the entire game in a blowout, just like he did this past Saturday against Florida, it's a wrap. There is no more controversy. It's Stetson Bennett's team. Now, if JT starts on Saturday, then we're back where we were week one, where Stetson Bennett is a backup quarterback, JT is your starter, until said otherwise. If Stetson Bennett starts, and he struggles, and JT Daniels comes in after the third or fourth series... And JT does well at that point. It's also probably JT's job and JT's team for the rest of the season. So, again, I've, I've heard this from multiple different places. This Saturday is going to tell us just about everything we need to know about the quarterback situation. And it's also probably going to tell us who our quarterback is going to be for next year. Because if JT Daniels comes back and he plays really well, There's probably going to be enough film and enough substance there for a team to take a shot on JT Daniels and draft him. Somewhat high in a weak quarterback class coming out of college this year. If Stetson Bennett finishes the season as the starter, regardless of what happens, if Georgia wins a national championship or whatever, Stetson Bennett is likely going to come back to UGA for his COVID year eligibility that he has. And he's probably going to be the starting quarterback next year. And JT Daniels will probably have to transfer again. To me, that's worst-case scenario. Especially with the recent news today. Nothing official. I don't want to start any rumors. But a, a certain backup quarterback for the University of Georgia has removed all UGA related posts, pictures material from all social media accounts. That usually means one thing and it's not that they got hacked. So I'll leave that there. I, I'm not going to dive into that because again I, I don't want to start any ups, unsubstantiated rumors. But it's very likely and and plausible that a backup quarterback for the University of Georgia is going to enter the transfer portal at some time between now and January. Highly likely. And probably more than one, to be completely honest with you. I hope that JT Daniels is healthy. I hope he's 100%. I hope that that lat and oblique injury is no longer a thing. And he does get a chance against Missouri to at least win his job back and give Kirby and, and Todd Munkin something to sit on before playing Tennessee. Because this, man, this, this quarterback controversy year in and year out is just getting old. And I love I, I love my dogs, I, and I you know to me it's it's one of those things that we're winning, so why would you mess it up? Who cares as long as we're winning? Yeah, that's true, but there's a lot more to to this situation than just winning. We have to look at recruiting. Why would a why would a highly rated five star quarterback come to the University of Georgia when they see four f- multiple five star quarterbacks? on the bench while a walk-on QB with zero scholarship offers coming out of high school is starting. I mean, that's a nightmare from a recruiting standpoint because we're not we're not trying to recruit those walk-ons. We're not trying to recruit those 2 and 3 stars to come to UGA. We're trying to recruit the best of the best. The 5 stars. We want all of the 5-star quarterbacks and this is, not a, this is not a way to get them. And, and throwing for 180 or 200 yards a game is not a way to get them. So, for, th- for now, we have to kind of play the wait-and-see game. And see what unfolds on Saturday. Because that is going to give us a lot clearer picture of where we are at for the rest of this season, as well as moving into next season. That is all I have for today. Short episode. I hate that we have to keep bringing this up, but we do. But I hope you enjoyed the show, and you continue listening. You guys have a great day, and go dogs.